There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. Today's episode is brought to you by Clorox. When it counts, trust Clorox. Hey, Rachel, we're about to start the show. What are you doing? I'm busy here, guys. Hold on. Oh, boy. Wow, <laughs> looks like somebody got the Clorox out. Yes. Well, obviously, I trust Clorox. I know I can count on Clorox disinfecting products to give myself and my family the best home we deserve. And trust me, guys, nowadays, I just feel like I go from one side of the apartment to the other with wipe and bleach in hand. I think it's the best way for me to keep this apartment 99.9% germ-free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And by the way, I have to state something for the record. I'm about to join the vieja bata frenzy because <laughs> I get it now. I get it why they wear batas. You need those deep pockets to put, you know, the tissues, the wipes. Everything you need to whip out like a super mama. You know what I'm saying? That's why I need the deep pockets so I can put my cleaning materials in the pockets. Ah. Well, what are your what are your mixing methods in terms of Clorox and water when you do your cleaning? I'm so glad you asked, Frank. All you have to do is mix a one-third cup of Clorox regular bleach with one gallon of water. And when used as directed on hard non-porous surfaces, it kills 99% of the germs and bacteria on a variety of surfaces. That's amazing. Wow. Amazing. Yes, a lot of germs. I know I can count on Clorox disinfecting products to give myself and my family the best home we deserve. Dad, you're making me want to clean now, girl. Well, Jamie, when it counts, trust Clorox. What's up, Beloeros? We have a new segment brought to you by Half Brothers, an upcoming comedy from Focus Features. The film is about two very different half brothers, and today I have decided to interview my very different half brother, Julio. Dímelo, hermano. Dímelo to you, too. No puedo creerlo. You still haven't learned Spanish after all these years? Look at us. We're already squabbling like the two half-brothers in the movie. Julio always likes to tease me about not being fluent in Spanish. Forget about fluent. I like you to at least be able to say a complete sentence in our ancestors' native tongue. What are you talking about? I can say complete sentences in Espanolo. It's just Espanol, no YOLO. Try telling Drake that. <laughs> Get it? YOLO? Okay, fine. You want me to sling some Spanish skills? Listen and learn. ¿Dónde está la casa de queso elefante? You just said, where is the elephant cheese house? But you didn't say the sentence had to make sense. It's not just about what you say, half baby bro. It's about how you say it. Unfortunately, you didn't grow up with the suave half of the family. 
hey, I can be suave, whatever that means, but I just need some help practicing. That's why your big half-brother is here for. From now on, you and me are going to have Zoom language classes every week until you can finally speak some Spanish that makes some sense. And then maybe we can go on a road trip together to trace the path our father took as an immigrant, just like Renato and Asher do and half-brothers? No, that's not going to happen. All right, well, gracias for coming on, hermano. Les gringo more suave. Okay, hermano. Wow. We got a lot of work to do. Yes, we do. And Eloeros, check out the hilarious and heartfelt new movie, Half Brothers, in theaters December 4th. Right, you guys, it is that time here at Latinos Out Loud where we interview stuff amazing, amazing, amazing. I love it when we have our friends on the show because she's a friend, um, she's an activist, she's a philanthropist. Now she's running for the government, a seat in our government. Please put your hands together for Mino Lora. Come on, Mino, Mino, Mino. Yay! I'm so happy to be here. It's so crazy. Like as I as I'm introducing you and I'm like saying kind of like a preview of what you do, I'm like, shit, that's a lot. That's a lot. You are everywhere. First of all, oh my god, you're here on the show. It's so great seeing you at events and stuff. Well, pre-pandemic. Um, because you're always at these events in the community. You're always there. I swear, if it's an event for the uptown community, Mino Lora's there representing. Oh, right. And now we have you on the Latinos Out Loud podcast, por fin. Yes. Bueno, I've been here, but as the que lo que, or as the el segment al final, I came once. Um, right. So I'm glad line. to be here again, but it's been a long time. That was, I went all the way downtown. Now we're on Zoom, but mm-hmm. I'm so, you know, so happy to be here. So happy to be here to talk about this kind of new chapter in addition to all the work with PTP and everything that I've been doing. Um, so yeah, it's good to be in familia. Nice. So where should mm-hmm. we start? Frank, I know you have a very good question to kick things off. I mean, I heard Mino's running for office uptown somewhere. Ah. <laughs> Tell, us. Tell us. So I am running for city council in the Bronx. Down in District 11, where I live, Um, and I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm ready to ready to do this to bring all of my experience and and background from you know being an artist and an activist and a immigrant and a Dominicana and uh, and an executive director of PTP, a People's Theater Project. So. This work over the last 12 years, I think, has um, kind of prepared me without me planning for this, but prepared me to be at this place right now, running for office to represent our people. Oh. Wow, what made you, what gave you kind of like, you know, uh, the confidence to, co- to, to, to do this? Was, did somebody say like, you know, uh, Mina, like you need to, Mina, you need to like run for office or were you like, I need to do this? This is, this is. This is where I'm at right now. I want to run for, for office right now. Yeah. No, uh, I, I didn't originally say that. I've, so it's been, I think it came organically. So a, lot, a few people have been coming to me over the last few years to ask me if I would consider it. Like, you should, you know, like, especially I think when 
kind of people who are more like us, you know, when in, and in the Bronx, especially, and, you know, like there's, you know, when AOC came about, when, mm. um, you know, there's these leaders who are coming from the field, from the grassroots page, from the activist place, from just being real people. And, um, you know, so since then I've been, I was like, no, 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 you know, that's, I'm not a, that's not, politics is not for me. Um, and then it was over this pandemic, you know, mm -hmm. that just all of the issues were so clearly exacerbated, issues that were already there. And I immediately kind of turned into action in my role at People's Theater Project. So we created a, a fundraiser to raise money for our families. And I can deliver uh, aid, direct aid to 25 of our families, connected our undocumented families with additional aid through NIMIC and uh, Cloth and Robin Hood Foundation. Um, we started up Tom Palante with Lead Black um, that we were doing right. to highlight, right. which was Uptown amazing. Collective. Yeah, I love Uptown Collective. And it was like in that moment, I feel, especially, I mean, it now seems like a million years ago, but you remember like April when we all thought we were going to be here for like two weeks. Right. And then mm. we were. Well, we all thought it was a cold, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. like literally. We we left the office and I was like, okay, see you all in like a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and things got really bad. It was, you know, it was that time and it was very dark. And I felt in that moment, we needed hope. We needed to know that we are resilient, that our people are strong, that we've gotten through so many things. So Uptown Palante was a show that we created online, a weekly show where we were highlighting stories of hope and resilience from the small businesses in the community, uh, from uh, organizations, from individuals, from elected officials of what the work that was happening. I also co-organized a children's march for black lives mm. uh, with other moms. And we had over 1000 people and wow. every speaker, it was amazing. Every speaker was a kid or a teenager or a young adult. Um, a lot of them from people's theater project who wrote songs and did chants and wrote poems. So all of this kind of coming together um, made me think, you know, how can I serve? Like, what's next? Because the need is so strong, you know? And, and I said, maybe it's time. You know, it's been 12 years. People's Theater Project is in a really strong place. We have an amazing team. We have a brilliant artistic director and managing director and education director and development director. So I was like, this may be actually the right, the right time. Mm. Um, so I spoke to them first <laughs> to see what they thought spoke to our board, spoke to my closest friends and family, thought about it for a long time and then said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and yeah, Anyone right. you like pitch this to say no? Cause I can't picture anybody <laughs> saying no, Mino, that's a terrible idea. What are you, what are you even <laughs> thinking? You, you act like you know the community. It's, it's not for you. Yeah. It's <laughs> gonna be a lot of paperwork, girl. <laughs> no, it was like so funny. No, everybody was, so, they're like, you would be great. Oh my God, yes, our community needs you. Your voice is needed. But I also got like real things like, it's gonna get dirty or it's a lot of work, you know? And people are gonna be nasty and just be ready for that stuff. And so I, you know, it is, I hope it doesn't because I don't, I don't bring that energy into it. I'm not doing it for that, but I understand that unfortunately others could, you know, that exists in this space. Um, pero, you know, at the end, I, I choose love, I choose the truth, I choose hope, and, and that's why I'm doing it. Nice. When they mudsling, you love sling. That's right. You know? <laughs> I like it. I like it. 
when they mudsling you love sling. We're really good here coming up with slogans. You know, if you need some sort of theme song. I'll put you in touch with my comms team. Yeah, cool. Yes, we can do all of your signage. If you want to really get the vote, then get two people with Latinos Out Loud comedy. Okay? Yes. That yes. is an angle you should really simmer. Grassroots. Yes. I mean, this district is 70% people of color, almost 50% Latino, the majority Dominicanos, wow. you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it's a, I mean, it's an amazing, a third of us are immigrants in this district. So it's like a beautifully diverse district, but from the, be, you know, from forever, um, it's been represented by the very small majority and minority, you know? And like so many of us have just been unseen. So, you know, like in district 10, where PTP is, where so much of our work is, it's different, right? We have elected officials that look and sound like the community they serve. Um, and I think every community deserves to have that, you know, to have representation, um, in addition to like understanding the experiences that people are going through um, and connect with and understand, not only native language, but like all of the things. Um, so that's another reason that I was like, okay, I think me as a candidate, our community deserves to have me as a candidate that they can, they can have as well. And how does one become a candidate? Could you tell us about that process? Like, do you just wake up one day saying, I'm going to be a candidate and that's it. And like make an announcement on Instagram live. How does it work? Oh you my God. download an app. Yeah. <laughs> become candidate. <laughs> um, I, I'm still learning. I mean, to be honest, it's like such a set. The, the, I mean, the good thing is, so in New York City, we have this amazing, uh, a program with a campaign finance board where there's matching funds, there's, there's public funds. So every $10 that a New York City resident donates becomes $90. So it's matched eight times. Um, so you hear the stories of people raise millions of dollars in New York City, you don't have to do that, right? There is a cap if you're doing the match funds of how much you can spend, 190,000. And you really don't have to raise 190,000, you have to raise about 22,000. Um, or 23,000 to raise that because it becomes from New York City residents. Um, so that's one thing like in starting and rolling in community finance board, campaign finance board, um, putting your name in the system of saying, I'm running for office. Any person who's a citizen or a resident can run for office. Um, and then just doing kind of the paperwork, there is paperwork <laughs> uh, <laughs> of like putting the bank and you have to start a committee, which is like a business and you're we had to go through three different banks before one you know, did it because you need one that does a check front and back. Like all these little bureaucracies that if you've never done this, kind of can be like, I view, you know, this is too much. You know, what are we doing? This is like for people who know, you know, who've done this before, who have experience. Um, but we, one of the reasons at the beginning, I was documenting it because I was like, I'll show this to our students, you know, because I'm doing this for them. You know, I'm doing this as like the first way in. I was like, and I spoke to about, 200, 150 high school students last week um, from across the city. Uh, and it was amazing. I was zoomed into the classroom and they were there and all these different schools. Um, and one of the things I said, I was like, I'm the, you know, I'm doing it because there were so many Dominicanos there and so many Latinos and they were like, thank you for doing this. I was like, no, thank you. Because I kept going back and like, this is scary or this, is this the right thing? I was like, we keep telling our kids, our young people at People's Theater Project, you belong you belong you need to claim your space you belong and you should be leading like 
claim that identity, embrace that because you should be creating those spaces and say, you know, and kind of taking the lead there. Um, so I was like, okay, bueno, I keep saying that there, I guess I should do it for me. <laughs> so I'm, you know, so that it's, I'm being proactive about what I truly believe that these young people are, oh, should be leading this world. And it'd be such a kinder, stronger, more moral and ethical world if they would. So I'm like creating the path so that they know we can do it. So you know, you just go right behind. They'll be right next to me. And then they'll be, I'll just be applauding. That's where I prefer to be. <laughs> I was going to say off of that, like, were you, were you inspired by how many young people voted this election? Mm -hmm. How many um, minorities <laughs> voted this election? Specifically, you know, women of color. Mm -hmm. um, and shout out, you know, Stacey Abrams leading the charge in Georgia. I mean, there was a lot of inspirational yeah. uh, things about this last election, like, you know, I mean, people on both sides voted like record numbers. So yeah. does that inspire you as far as even just like with you specifically locally, like can mm -hmm. you make that um, kind of like change in within, mm. your, within your neighborhood and within your district? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it didn't surprise me, but it did inspire me. Like I, I know so many young people and they are fierce and they are ready. Um, so it did not surprise me at all that they showed up in full force. Um, and yes, to women of color, I'm the only woman of color in the race, you know, and there should be so, you know, we, we know how to get things done. Um, and, and yes, so, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, yes, I do think, I do think that so many young people, um, and women and, you know, and immigrants and Latinos and black people and all of our neighbors here uh, are going to show up, are going to show up because that's what happens when you, when you connect, when the values align. So one of the things that made me kind of move forward of yeah, kind of go back, going back to that first question, how do you do it is one of the first things that I did was thinking about what are my own values? How do I see the world and what would I want to do in New York City? And I just like sat down under, the weather was nicer because I was back in September um, and sat down in a park and just started typing. And it came out so easily. It was, I was so scared, like, okay, this is my platform, the initial platform, which has been now refined and adjusted since then. But, um, you know, it's anti-racist. It's a platform on justice. It's cultural justice. It's immigrant justice. It's um, you know, economic justice and health justice. And, um, and how, do we, how do we put that at the center? How do we put people first? How do we um, just really are brave and bold to act with these values that for me have guided my work and like collaboration. I'm a theater maker, right? I'm mm -hmm. working with people is the only way, as you all well know, you are doing it, you do it all the time. Um, you're all artists, is the only way I know how to work. I do not know how to work with silos. I am not interested in like, I will be in charge and I come up with ideas. Like one thing I've said when it comes to education and we're talking about education, how to make it stronger, how to make it equitable, students need to be leading that conversation. And those are the ones I'm gonna be listening to. We're talking about housing justice, tenants need to be talking and need to be the ones leading the conversation and so on and so forth. So how are we, um, how is an elected official not just taking the power for themselves. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's about us and you know 
capital U, all of us, right? It's a, the seat is big enough for all of us and power belongs to all of us. So that's something that I'm interested um, in doing. So it was like so inspiring. And like, that's, I think one of the moments when it became real, like, coño, sorry. Um, <laughs> all good. That's <laughs> all you want. You know. It like, is on the record, just letting you know. They know, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> if, you know, like, I want to live in this world. I want to live in this world or in this, in the Bronx, in this neighborhood, in this city, you know, we can start making un granito de arena, you know, chopping off a little bit to start creating that path where we're all, uh, you know, able to have a little, a little step. So I'm excited. I'm excited and joyous and ready and like, you know, boom, ready to go. <laughs> you know, I've seen what you've done in like the last 10 years mm -hmm. uh, in the Heights with the arts and children. Um, how are you going to mix that? If you get elected, how are you going to mix the politics with the arts up in the Bronx? What are you going to, how, how's that going to work for you? Oh, I'm so excited about it. So as I said, cultural justice is in my platform. So if you go to MinoForTheBronx.com, mm -hmm. you can check. We partnered with a local artist, Latino artist, Dominican, Victor Santelaire, uh, to create the website. It's a beautiful oh. website. And then our icons, it's all designed together in collaboration. So just even visually, I think the story that we're telling is just different than I think what's been done, which was important to me. Um, it's vibrant and colorful. When it comes to policy, I think theater and art are such an amazing, that's the way that we've done a PTP, right? Art has our tool for social justice. We're a theater and social justice organization. We're a community building organization and theater is our tool. It's the way we know how to do it. And that's going to continue. I think arts are going to be key as, as we think about, um, as I think about leadership. And one way specifically that I'll say is, um, I think we need to engage more people in, in like in civic action, right? Um, and not just those who know about politics uh, being part of the system, you know, or, you know, the people who just know to go to community boards. And it's great that there are those, but it is a minority, right, than, than the district. So something that's called legislative theater. Um, mm. it's, a, it's a program that exists, uh, a methodology that started in Brazil. TONYC does it here. We used to do it at People's Theater Project. Literally, you get neighbors um, to create shows, Theater of the Oppressed, um, it's called, where they're creating shows based on their experiences. Um, so whether it's an experience of not having the right access or the right representation of you're getting evicted. So that's a story you tell. It's a story of injustice. And that's kind of the point. You present it as a show. You know, you get your props, your recycled props, you do it. And during the play, the audience is, is invited to come in and interject and try different tactics and solutions to try to fix that problem so that you don't get evicted. Wow. You know, maybe, and we've done it like in partnership with Northern Manhattan Coalition for Immigrant Rights. We've done it in partnership with NIMIC. So you have lawyers on site. You have elected officials on site. Wow. So the ideas that the community is doing the ideas that they're creating then becomes policy, can become a policy that then you introduce in City Hall. It comes directly from the people. So we, everybody has ideas. You know, people are experts if because it, with their own life experiences. So something like that, being able to, people may not come to a town hall with an elected officials, but they'll come to a show. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, how are we doing that in every neighborhood? There's seven neighborhoods in this district. How are we bringing these opportunities, getting information from the residents about this? So that's one way that I think about how am I engaging the arts 
and in you know and and audience building and community building um and storytelling in creating designing a more just uh city and new york and the bronx well we could certainly draw a parallel mino like back in the day when we started with room 28 and we're out there doing our comedy we were doing it for comedy we were doing it to entertain people but then we started partnering up with nonprofits like nimic like somos like the aids healthcare foundation like the violence intervention program because we started to see ourselves like these partners and sponsors as a conduit to the community we're not just performing on a stage to get the ha-has, you know, we want the ahas also. Yeah. So mm. now, you know, Jamie, I don't know if you could speak to this as like head writer, you, you know, you're putting together these sketches and it's like become your job to find that fusion, that integration of comedy and community. And I'm not just saying this because you're my friend, you do such a stellar job at it. And and, and I just want to share that parallel, you know, yes, uh, yes. With you, I feel you on that. Yes, and I've seen you all, and I've, I've been seeing you since the beginning, and then in some of these events and connecting to some of these uh, nonprofits, and it's amazing because everyone loves you, and you're still making us laugh. But then we're also getting—I love that—not only ha-has, but ahas. Yes, <laughs> I, I know, Rachel. You've been, you been saving that one. Uh, no, it just kind of rose <laughs> to the surface, which I'm surprised because my brain is a little muerto, you know. But that was great. Um, I, I got to talk about PCP before yes. we uh, WRAP because, listen, I, I recently went through something and you as the founder of the People's Theater Project, I have got to shout out your staff yes. and instructors there. Holy moly. So, <laughs> my, okay, I've had PTP envy for so long because I follow them on all the socials and I live on the Upper East Side and you know it's based in the Heights and it's just it it would be impossible for me to get my toddler to the theater or or to the class on a Saturday morning so I've had PTP envy for years years since I met Mino and then finally I'm well I shouldn't say it not in a positive way but like the pandemic struck and the PTP classes became virtual on Zoom and it was like the first celebratory day of the pandemic for me I was like wait what that means I can get my kid and I signed up right away like a lottery you know like when you have to sign up for some sort of housing lottery and be the first on the list I set my iPhone alarm and I was like I'm gonna get that seat I'm gonna gonna get that seat and I got the seat and Donovan was in it and was loving it for the first three weeks as was I hello and I've spoken about it like at nauseum on this podcast I won't get into that experience too much as a mom in in the theater project but um week three he just woke up and he was like mommy no I'm not going to PTP today I'm gonna watch Ryan's mystery play date I'm not gonna out of bed I'm done with PTP and you know it's as when I wiped my tear I was like this isn't going to just end here. And so your staff agreed to Mm -hmm. get on a Zoom during their private time, during Mm -hmm. their, you know, off time, their break during the week. And they spoke to Donovan, I think it was for like an hour. Everything they did just reinvigorated, just got him sparked it up again and he's like i will see you guys on saturday and i was like yes mommy gets her bustello break from nine to ten in the morning yes i needed it back i lost the hour so you know net net the last three weeks which was after that happened he's he's performing his lines in the mirror they're doing 
play about a female who wins the presidency, grace for president. He's the one that unveils the winner. It's just like so beautiful to see what these little kids are absorbing and learning. And then to see Kamala Harris, vice presidency on TV at the same time. I'm like, this could not be more well-rounded. Did Donovan see it when he saw the, when he see the news? Did he make that connection at all? Absolutely. We talk about it. We wow. made the connection here at home. They yeah. spoke about it uh, the Saturday after the election. In at class. Class. <gasps> of course. Yeah. So, okay. I, I know this was a long spiel, but the program itself is, is a wonder. It's something that mm. the community needs. I'm so happy that it's virtual now. Like, do you still have plans to work, you know, in tandem with both your baby PTP and uh, being city councilwoman? How would that work? Yeah, thank and thank you for that. I'm so happy Donovan is doing it. And um, so Donovan is part of our pre-academy, um, so which is our part of our academy for leadership, theater, and activism. So our K through five through fifth grade do semester-long classes, um, and then we have our multi-year academy, which is for middle and high school students, and that's still going right now. We're working with 426 kids in wow. our academy, which is amazing. Our our retention, even through Zoom, has kept up because our staff is amazing and committed and they like retrain themselves to do theater online and meet the needs of the kids. And I'm just so proud. Um, yeah, so we, we're going to keep, you know, we're going to keep going. The staff is going to keep going. I will be taking, I will be going to stay part time in the spring um, to really dedicate to the campaign. Um, so I'll be working some hours still for people's theater project. Right now we're working closely with the board of directors and the staff to figure out what the succession plan and this possible leadership transition looks like. Um, but I have no doubt that the, the work, the values, the commitment to the community, to our young people um, will continue. And I'm excited. I mean, I always knew um, that I didn't want to stay at PTP, even though it's my baby. Um, it's my first baby. It's been 12 years. Wow. With my thesis, I was born out of my thesis project. Wow. And definitely for the first like month after making this decision, even though I still have, I'm not, you know, it's going to be a while. The earliest would be April that I would leave. Um, you know, there's, there were moments of like, Hank is PTB such a beautiful place. Um, and I'm very proud of what we've done and what I've been able to, to create. But I also am aware that um, other voices need to be there and other things can be brought. I'm excited for what Safi, um, our artistic director, the vision that she um, will bring and others will bring. I think PTP deserves it, you know, because again, it's, it's it's not about me, you know, it's about the work and, and the work is always better when more voices are present. Um, and, you know, it took it 12 years. It's in a very strong place uh, financially, programmatically. It's a very strong nonprofit, you know, one of the largest cultural institutions uptown. And now like, right. let's see, I'm going to be front row. I've, I've told Safi and the team, I was like, I will be in the first row for everything you do <laughs> I'm gonna be getting my ticket for the gala and I'm gonna be clapping very strongly but oh I'll be the fan the fan forever um but but I'm I'm excited to do that to see it grow because there's so many things coming up with people's oh, theater project yeah so exciting well you guys she is training the leaders of tomorrow with PTP and she's gonna be a leader of our city very soon one time for me no Laura. Yo, where can people find out information, donate to the campaign, hit them with everything right now. Hit them with yes. everything. 
Yes, please follow uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Mino for the Bronx, all together, Mino for the Bronx. And then our website, MinoForTheBronx.com. Check out our platform, check out our, our vision, my vision for, the, for our community, for each other, for how to work together and make us stronger. Um, and then we just, this week, really, we're going to start pushing it, but we just released our launch video. Right. Right. English and Espanol, claro, so you can check it out. So it's a little sneak peek of what's to come. So you can find that on Instagram and Facebook. So Mino for the Bronx. And one thing I'll say, we all need, we're looking for volunteers. Uh, we're going to be text banking, you know, what do you say? phone banking and texting and doing all the things in digital organizing because we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so we'll need people uh, to join us. And then we are about I don't know when this is going to air, but we're still fundraising, right? We've done so well up until now. We have like $45,000 left to raise to meet our goal. Um, and remember that everything is met. So if people can donate 10 bucks, 20 bucks to the campaign, it goes a long way. And we would be so grateful. And let's do it together. Para nosotros. Got my boat. Yay. Thank you. And now our friend Mino Lora, founder of the PTP, is going to drop a quick line. Mino. Hey, mi gente, we're doing it for our kids, for the future, for the present, because right now we have 426 kids in this academy and every little bit counts. Help us spread the word. They're brilliant, they're strong, they're brave, and, and they deserve spaces like this. So PTP, you and me, go to peoplestheaterproject.com or ptp.nyc, check it out. Donate five bucks, 10 bucks, everything matters. Thank you, gracias. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.